0: Hey there, Fletcher from All Things Overlanding here, and today I wanted to talk about the importance of testing your gear, how I test my gear, and why I test my gear. I feel like a lot of us, right, we get really excited about gear that we want to buy, gear that we do buy, gear that we bring home, and then we go out on a big trip and you find out that most of it's a disaster, right? Like either you don't have the things that you need or you forgot something or it doesn't work with your setup the way that you thought that it would. So again, today I wanted to, on the podcast and on YouTube, kind of touch on The things that I test, how I test them, and why I test them, right? So if you want to learn more about sort of some tips and tricks to test your gear and why you should test your gear and when you should test your gear, stay tuned for more on that. so as I mentioned today, I'm talking about testing gear. So let's start with you know what kind of gear you should test, right? So I'm gonna start with the what, then I'm move into the why, and then we're gonna move into the how. Okay. So starting with the what. Pretty much everything is my answer for that. When you're thinking about your gear, you know, it may seem like, oh, well, I my suspension's installed. I've been driving the truck around town, you know, all week. I don't need to test that, right? I don't need to go to someplace closer to home to test that out. I can just go on that 10 hour away trip, right? I can go on this two week long trip without really testing my suspension, for example, or, You know, there's just any number of things, right? It could be your suspension. It could be a vehicle modification. It could be a new chair that you got. It could be a chainsaw that you got. A really good example of one that I have right now that I have not yet tested, but I'm planning to have it be an integral part of a two week long trip to Canada that I'm taking in a couple months is a water filtration system. I could just put that thing into a Plano crate, I could put it in the back of my truck, and I could wait until I'm in Canada to try and use that thing, but then I'm going to have questions. I'm going to run into problems. I may not have reception to Google or YouTube how to run it or how to put this in or how to put it together. So it's super, super important with that and all your gear to take it out and test it before you go on any sort of real longer term trip or one where you might be in actual danger if your gear doesn't work. Right? So the gears that I test again is pretty much everything from small stuff to like lanterns and flashlights and, and that sort of thing, all the way up to vehicle modification, suspension, rooftop tents, you know, bed rack, that sort of thing. So let's move on now to the why test your gear, right? So again, there are a number of concerns that come with new gear. Some of those could be safety. Some of those could be reliability. Again, like I mentioned earlier, some of those could be just knowledge of how to use the gear, right? So those are all good reasons why you should test your gear. So let's go through some examples of that. My bed rack is from Extrusion Overland. It's awesome. I love it. It's super customizable. You can mount stuff to it all over the place. I actually put that thing together, and then I went out on a trip to Hoosier National Forest, which is really close to my house, within a couple hours, and I kind of tested it out. And I got there and I realized, I was kind of looking at it and I was thinking, how am I gonna mount my awning? I was thinking ahead, right? Cause I needed to move my awning from my old truck to the new one. And that's when I realized like, I had absolutely no idea how I was gonna mount this awning to it. It just didn't make sense to me cause it has channel on the back of the awning and it has channel on the extrusion rack. And so for weeks, I was like, what am I, this doesn't make any sense. There's no way to mount this thing to it. Do I need to attach my normal brackets via the extrusion, I guess, and then attach it to that? But I was like, I know that I've seen other people with it mounted in a different way. So I was like, you know, I just need to do more research on this. So while I was out there, I tested it out. I also realized that some of my bolts were coming loose, even the ones that had been threadlocked. So again, checking it over, not just assuming that everything's okay, right? But going out, taking it off road, shaking it around, you know, putting it through its paces and kind of testing it is super, super important. And it makes a big difference for then when I go on this longer trip, I don't have to worry about this thing falling off. So then when I got home, right, I started doing research. I started thinking about how am I going to be able to. Uh, you know, fixed this, this uh, rooftop tent. I started doing research. There's an Extrusion Overland group on Facebook, which I joined and I started, you know, searching within that group for how people had attached them. And I saw some pictures that kind of gave me some clues on how to do that. I also, when I got home, I had noticed those bolts that were loose. I didn't have Allen wrenches with me when I was in the woods. So I got my Allen wrenches out and I went through the whole entire rack. Now there were only a couple of bolts that were loose, but I still, I checked every single one of them, made sure they were all tightened down. And I think that's just a good thing to do, especially before a bigger trip. Is to get out there and test it out, shake it down a little bit, and then come home and test it and make sure everything's tight on a bed rack, for example. Um, then as far as the, the roof, or then as far as the awning goes, I looked it up, I saw those pictures, and I, fin- I finally realized that you can use these sort of uh, triangular-shaped gussets to attach that, to the extrusion. So once I figured that out, I was like, oh, that's genius. Uh, But again, it just, it took me a while. Like it just was not clicking with me for some reason. I did not have any idea how to do this, but taking it out, testing the gear, kind of thinking about it, looking at it, checking it over, making sure everything's tight, all that stuff lent itself to me figuring out, not only that some of my bolts were loose and that I needed to tighten them, but also how to then fix my awning, which now is on the truck and I love it. It's so awesome. The brackets that come with that thing are super long. And that's another thing, right? I could have just thrown my brackets from my previous setup on this new one and I probably could have put a bolt down through it into a T-nut to attach it to that rack. But then it's lower. With my old brackets that was always my problem Is I was bumping my head on the stupid awning when I go underneath of it. The extrusion rack, again, is made to lift it up. It has these these bars that go up above the bed rack itself and to the side of your rooftop tent so that you can mount your awning up higher so that you don't have to worry about smacking your head on it and you can actually get some coverage with it. So again, just taking some time, thinking through it, taking it out, testing it, led me to a better decision and a better outcome than if I had just been like, mm, I don't know, I'm just going to strap these brackets to it because it's what I got. Um, Another good example is that water filter right like not knowing how to use that could be very dire if we get out there and we're all the whole team is relying on that to get fresh water if I get out there and it doesn't work or I get out there and I forgot something important like the power cords for it or something because I didn't test it out I didn't make sure that I knew how to use the thing that could be very detrimental. Same goes for fridges, same goes for diesel heater. This is another great example. There have been winters where I was like, I'll just throw it on one of my portable power banks. And I get out there and it's 10 degrees and I plug it in and it's blowing the fuse in it and making it kick off because it's trying to pull too much power when it first heats up and it won't run, right? So it took me a little bit of time with that. And I had a couple of really cold nights where I figured out, hey, this is not ideal, right? Like this is not going to work off these power banks. I need to hook it up to my house battery and my dual battery system. That will allow it to power up and run. And then I can run it all night. And I've got plenty of capacity in that battery to be able to run it. But that took a few tests. It took a few failures on my part because I didn't test to learn that and then go back and say, before I go on my next trip, let's wire an Anderson plug straight to my house battery so that I can quickly connect it. And then let's test it and let's run it in the driveway even though it's not winter right now. Let's run it and test that thing and make sure that it works. Same could go for stoves or any number of pieces of gear that you might be taking out with you for the first time you'd rather have a failure of like your stove or your propane setup or your hot water shower that you're trying to get to work or your diesel heater or your whatever when you're an hour from home or two hours from home and you could get out in the woods in 20 minutes and get to a gas station if you needed to to buy some lunch or some dinner right than when you're in the middle of Moab and you're out in the middle of nowhere and then all of a sudden you're suffering for days because you don't have the things that you need or you forgot them. That forgetting things is also a huge problem that I've had and a lot of that comes from just not utilizing it enough right when you kind of flip over to winter and it's been all summer and you haven't really used that diesel heater. The first time I went out last year, I forgot my tube and my electrical plugs for that thing. So I had the diesel heater, I had everything else that I needed, but I didn't have the stuff to actually power the heater and run it. So I had to literally suffer through the whole night with some hot hands in my pants and pockets and uh, and just suffer through the night because I'm an idiot and I forgot that stuff. But if I had practiced and sort of run through it and made sure that I knew everything that I needed and packed it up beforehand, I would have been fine. Okay, so then finally, let's jump in in this quick little episode into the how do you test, right? It could be any number of things. I've tested stuff in my backyard before. I've had I've woken up and had funny neighbors walking their dogs looking at me because I had my truck parked in the backyard with my rooftop tent popped up in my backyard of my neighborhood. So you could do that, right? You could just do it in your backyard if you can. You could do it in your driveway. There are a lot of folks that I see on online Facebook groups and forums and things like that that literally have their whole setup pulled out and deployed in their driveway. That's really smart, actually, if you ask me, because then if you do forget something, you can run back in and get it. You right away can resolve that problem. Now, for me, I would like to hit the woods. I like to be in dispersed camping areas. I like to be away from everybody. So I do go to my local national forest. Again, it's just a couple hours away. If I had to, I could stop and get food. If my fridge failed and I lost a little bit of food it's probably a one or two night trip so I'm not losing a lot it's not like I'm ruining a lot of expensive food or steaks or anything like that right so that's what I typically do is I will go to my nearest uh, dispersed camping site which happens to be a national forest and I will pick out a spot and then I'll get out there and I'll test setting up my chairs I just got some new Helinox chairs that are really really awesome that I love Um, but I never set them up before and the first time I'm kind of like how does this table work Right? And I'm like, I had just enough reception to be able to YouTube it and look it up and kind of see like, how does this thing go together? And then I was like, oh, okay, now I got it. But again, what I probably should have done even before going out on that trip was just put it together at home, sit in your living room while you're watching TV, put the chair together, make sure you know how to do it or look it up or look at the instructions. right? But so you could test your gear in your driveway, you could test it at a nearby national forest or dispersed camping location. Like I just mentioned, you could test it in your living room, you could test it in your basement, in your garage, wherever you happen to have space. You could just go in and test your stuff, right? Make sure your chair sets up, make sure that it's comfortable, make sure, you know, I, I've heard of people, I haven't done this personally with the bathroom, but I have one of those fold flat portable toilets. I tested that the first time in the woods. Cause again, I figured worst case, I'll just hold it and I'll go to a nearby gas station or something. Um, but some people are like, like they'll go into their garage and they'll test out their portable toilet right just to make sure that it works that they don't get rips in their bags that they know how to work it know how to set it up and know how to utilize that system right same with hot showers i actually think that with my hot shower i probably will not do my typical go to the national forest that i will probably just test in my driveway that last time that i tested my diesel heater i did that in my driveway too just so that if there was a problem i could solve it right there Um, So just you know be aware of that stuff and again I feel like it's kind of silly for me to say this stuff but I have fallen into this trap multiple times and I've also seen a ton of people post up on Facebook groups and local forums and things saying you know oh my gosh I went out and I didn't test this thing beforehand and I got there and I realized I didn't have this part of it or I realized that I didn't know how to start my chainsaw for example. That's the thing that happens. Chainsaws, especially gas ones, can be kind of complex if you haven't really dealt with them before. You got to choke it and then you got to hold the lever and you got to do all this stuff, right? Like I had a gas chainsaw and the first two times I went out camping, I couldn't use it because I couldn't start the stupid thing. But if I had just tested it at home and started it a few times and really familiarized myself with it, then those would have been better trips and I would have been able to use that gear. So again, test your stuff, test it at home, test it in your basement, garage, living room, test it in your driveway if you want to get out and actually camp for a night. Or, you know, like me, go to a dispersed campsite that's not too far away. In worst case, you suffer a little bit, but it's not the end of the world. And then you're ready for your next big trip and you get more familiar with your gear. So that was the how, the why, the what to test with your gear. Uh, again, I hope if you are a newbie especially that this is super helpful for you. I've only been doing this for about four or five years now. I still consider myself a newbie. I have questions all the time. I make dumb mistakes all the time. So. I'm just trying to impart some of the knowledge that I've learned uh, to you guys to help you out because, again, a lot of the times this could turn people off, right? It could You have a really bad experience and you may not want to go again. So I'm trying to help you avoid those situations, right? I'm trying to give you a little bit of information so that you think about things before you go and then you have a better experience when you go out. So again, I hope that was helpful for you. If it was, click that like button. If you're not already, make sure to click that subscribe button. Click the bell to be notified when new videos drop. I do a podcast slash vloggy kind of video like this every week, plus like a gear review or a do-it-yourself mod. I'm also a Nissan guy, so I do a lot of Nissan content on top of that stuff, sometimes more than two videos a week. So if that's something you're into, I would love to have you. If you're listening on the podcast, thank you for that as well. Uh, Like I said, I do one of these every single week, but if you want to see more, go over to the YouTube channel. Go over, go down in the description and look at all my other social channels. I'm all over the place. So wherever you want to hang out, I'd love to have you. Also in the description below are links to the Patreon page. I've got a good group of folks that are in there. We have a 24-7 Discord where we all kind of chat about gear and trips and questions and things like that. And then we do a once a month call where we all get on and chat which is a lot of fun. And then there's also the Newbie Overlanders group, which is totally free to join. It's on Facebook. If you hop over there and click through that link, you can join that and I'll let you in there. But it's just a great growing group. There's tons of people in there already sharing their rigs and their setups and their questions and their trips. So super cool place to be. And we'd love to have you there as well. Um, But again, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And until next time, see you next week.